0: Hey everybody, welcome to the work therapy podcast. It is our little corner of the internet where we explore the modern work landscape, how to navigate it and make it more meaningful. We like to say over here that the struggle is real, but the possibilities are endless. I am Brooke, your host and founder here at In Good Company and delighted to have you today. And excited to bring Kendall back on our only regular
1: co-host. Kendall, welcome. Thank you. I feel honored, Brooke. <laughs> you want me I've... back. Last time I was so nervous. I was like sweating. I know me too.
0: It's fine. And we've gotten great feedback. So it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's bring everybody in. Cause I, you know, I like to do like a quick icebreaker. So, 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 To bring you guys in right before we started podcasting i text Kendall probably like a few weeks ago yeah when it came out i was like have you listened to our podcast episode and it was like a week later she's like no i'm like why not and then today i confronted her again i was like have you listened now and she's like no and then i was like well have you like shared it she's like no (laughs) so i know we had a little like session
1: no, like, like a friend. Why don't you do a podcast and not listen to it? I was like, well, I lived it. Like, do I need to listen to something that no, I did? But then I was like, well, what's holding you back from sharing it. And then what came up, Kendall? Like, okay, well, I don't like the sound. It's not really fun to listen to the sound of your own voice.
0: Yeah, but e- what came up more was like, I, you said something like, you had, you knew a person that like did a podcast and was posting about it while their company was in shambles. And maybe you judged them or maybe you didn't, but what we're clear on is you don't want to be that person that like acts and I think, does. I think Go it's what a is criti-
1: it? it yeah, I think some of it is a critical spirit I have. Is it like uh who are you to share
0: anything publicly? Or is it like, I just don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to. Be judged. Because people for sure judge
1: us on here. For sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like
1: being judged. I don't either. Um, I want people to only listen to it if they want to. I don't I don't want people to listen to it because they're like, oh, I'm friends with Kendall. and She's doing a podcast. I gotta listen to it. <laughs> I'm like, D- it's fine. We can be friends and you can never listen to my podcast. We're okay. So... I don't know. I I feel like I'm new to this. So I want to get better. And a lot the first time I did one, I was sweating. So and I didn't know how to work everything. Like the mic took me a long time and the cords and I don't know. I was nervous. So part of me is like, I want to get better at something before I put it
0: out there. Yeah, or at least like not really... Maybe strangers
1: can experience that, but I don't want the people that actually <laughs> yes, know me. That's exactly right. I would much rather a straight that that is exactly what it is. If a stranger listens to this podcast and is like, that was so stupid, then I'm like, I don't care. But like, if Susie down the street listens to it and she's like, Kendall, I'm friends with you and I like you. What are you doing? Then I'm like, oh gosh, no, yeah, just be my friend. There's people I
0: love in real life, and then I see their social, their Instagram account, and I'm like, it's like a little cringy and awkward, and it's hard to like see them the same way a little bit. Yes.
1: That's how I feel like. There's some friends that have a social media presence, and I like the personal version of them better than the one that's online. But with that being said, if... I never knew who they were personally. I probably would like their online presence too.
0: I think you and I share the same value of being honest and real and authentic and not being a, po- I mean, nobody really wants to be a poser. I just think you and I have like, <laughs> <Poser. Yeah. laughs> nobody's like, I want to be a poser, but I think you and I have zero tolerance for that personally. Like, I think we both have a very high value of, like, authenticity and being real and not
1: being someone we're not. Okay. Here's another thing that I'm really worried about. There's a side of me that wishes I could be more brutally honest. But I have to, you know, when you put yourself online, you have no idea who's going to listen to it and who's not. Yeah. So you have to be careful But I am not somebody who really ever likes to be like, I I kind of, I struggle with having a filter. So there's some things that I really wish, and I still work for a very large staffing firm. So there's things I really can't be brutally honest about. If I quit my job tomorrow, I could definitely be more brutally honest about certain things.
0: There's plenty we can... You can... No, I get it. I get what you're saying.
1: I already struggle with it. And so I have to... Which is... Some things about being like that is a gift. To be brutally honest? Yeah. Or being the person that says the thing in the room that nobody wants to say. That's like literally my full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a gift, but it's also a curse because... I'm not always liked and I don't play the political game very well. Well, but that's
0: okay. Yeah. The good news is anybody that's listening right now is here by choice. We have forced not one person to take time and listen to this.
1: Right. Yeah. You can't force people to do anything.
0: Yeah. So like everybody's here by choice. And I, I think why I was like, Oh, Kendall, we just need to get online and have this conversation because I think it's important and to both of us that this space is so just, is what it is, it's real. We're really not trying to show up in a certain way, but like ourselves and in process and as experts for sure in fields, knowing that, you know, it's like also like in a way, like we've lived life, right? So there is, there are things we can speak to and, you know the way I had to look at this because I can I think everybody can be self-critical but I you know I definitely can and I think I was like I there is wisdom I want to share and learn and yeah I'm not always going to be right and this podcast is like not about being right that's not what we're trying to do here we're really trying to open it up for a space that you can come and listen and relate and remember that you know no pun intended you're in good company and we all need that we all need the reminder that like we're not alone like we're not the only ones going through this and so you know kindle i'm just thinking like we would not be serving the people listening that are here by choice acting like we've got it all together And we really, both of us, I don't think have any desire to do that. Kendall, I'm gonna go ahead and read the situation that was shared. So this person works for a publicly traded car manufacturing company. So a really large company and they're high up within this company. And they just said communication with their boss has been challenging um, and, it it feels toxic at times because their leaders lack empathy and are unable to like support in the ways that they need. And just the constant dealing with challenging people, especially when you don't have like a leader or a boss that lacks like empathy. And like, I, I think what I'm hearing too is even the desire to listen. What are
1: your first thoughts? So, okay. Basically they have a boss that's not empathetic. Yeah, I think that's like, I think we could narrow in on that for sure. Okay. I always ask the question, why? Is this boss somebody who's always been like that? Or are they in a season where they're so stressed they're not? Generally, there's a reason why. Totally. I've been a boss that was probably angry and bitchy and mean. And... It was in a season where I had a six-month-old and a one-year-old and my husband was gone for a month and I had a lot on my plate and I wasn't getting any sleep because I had two toddlers and doing it all myself because Josh was out of town. That sounds
0: really stressful.
1: Yeah, and I probably was a big, I was a bitch and I was a jerk and I wasn't kind (laughs) and, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I didn't have margin to be like, Please tell me your problems. Let me hear. I was like fritzed and tired. So I'm not making an excuse. I just sometimes your boss, they have other things in their personal life, or they're like, my, there's been times my boss is stressed because his boss is on his back about something. Yeah. And that's honestly what it is. And it trickles down from the top down. If If your boss is worried about, stock prices and mergers and acquisitions and going to have to like downsize and lay off 300 people. That kind of stuff could be on a CEO's back and it's really stressful. And then it's hard for them to just have a lot of compassion.
0: I think it's two things. I think we overemphasize leadership always in like a capitalistic culture and even like religious cultures. I think we over, I read this Instagram post the other day about how Um, I think Jesus asked, let me find this. I I wonder if you even saw it, Kendall, when I posted. Uh, This guy, Jonathan Merritt, posted it and he said, Jesus asked more than 300 questions in the New Testament. He was asked 187. He answered only three. And I was like, ah, why do I, and again, I think as a consultant, I for sure feel like I have to have all the answers, right? I was such a good reminder to me that like there's all there's not always an answer for something and it's honestly that the questions in a way answers itself you know provides you with what you need it adds in that layer and so I love Kindle that you started out with like why and that helps bridge the personal gap of the person looking the leader to have all the answers and again you have to deal with this person report to them every day I talk about Peter Block a lot but when he works he's a consultant as well like I think he's in his 80s almost now. And when people will complain to them about their boss, his question for them is, what did you do to create a boss like that? And I'm not saying this person is doing that in this at all. But what I am saying is, it is so easy for us to blame other people because they're not giving us what we need or want in the moment. Or they don't have, they're not able to fully support us in the way we want to be supported.
1: Yeah, what do you think about that? I can tell you my boss has not been able to be there for me the past year and a half because he's had too much on his plate. I don't think uh-huh. it was because he didn't want to be or he doesn't care about me. He does not have enough time in his day or the capacity. And honestly, to your point, I think sometimes bosses can just be your title. I, I think sometimes at the end of the day, you you may know how to get the work done and know how to make it happen just as much as the person above you does. It's just the person above you has the title and you don't. Yeah. So we're looking at this person to solve our problems and give us the answers when they may not know how to get it done more than you. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but... But
0: sometimes. I think it's just yeah. good to take a step back. And again, this is probably not this person's situation necessarily, but I do think... We overemphasize leadership and overemphasize, like, you know, it's like when somebody's onboarded to a company, we act like they're like a child and don't know anything. You know what I mean? Um, We forget that people we manage um, have successfully bought homes. Yes. You know, they're
1: smart, have a degree. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're not adults. They are not idiots. Yeah. They're,
0: they get it. Yeah. Yeah, but then we're like sitting down with them like okay so did you know and we treat them like children and i also think and what i found to working organizations is the leader is actually very generous and transparent and the employee is the one that's in transactional but they're what they're doing is they're being transactional and they're blaming the leader for that like i just feel like you don't care, or they're not wanting to put any more work, whatever that is, I, I do think a lot of people are like, hey, I just want to come in and get my check and leave. And that's transactional. And they're blaming everybody else for like why they're not happy. And it, they're not happy because they have a transactional relationship with work. And again, work in a way, doesn't it doesn't need to be like, you can clock in and out but i think if we want to show up as whole people and want to like when we're talking here about the landscape and the future of work i think there needs to be more space to go into work and ask the question what can i do to contribute today and not saying people don't do that but i do think a lot of people go in and just they're like if i perform for you will you pay me And it's like, well, yeah, like we did set up a contract here, but hopefully it would be about more than just that.
1: I I like what you said about like, sometimes we have all these expectations on our boss to be one way, but we're not looking at ourselves and going, well, am I compassionate? Like, yeah, am I caring and understanding too? Am I wanting all the compassion to be one way and not the reverse? The team I had when I was you know, dealing with toddlers and married and, you know, dealing with all the things. I had a very single 20-year-old team with no kids and no spouse. And they were very critical towards me as a working mom. Like, you know, why are you frazzled and don't have it together? Kind of. And then I have watched them get married and have kids and deal with, RSV and hospital visits and stuff like that. And then they're like, they look to me and they go, man, now I get it. Now now I get it. Like, I sometimes think if we were leaders at a higher level, we would have more compassion on our leaders as well. Yeah.
0: And I think it really is up to all of us. And I will tell teams this, if they're really complaining about how the culture is or what they want to change. I'm like, well, you have power to do something about that today. Like you're responsible for the energy you're bringing into the room and you have influence. So like, what are you gonna do with that? You know, it just, cultures can turn toxic really quickly. If, you know, maybe the leader doesn't do something perfect and then everybody has a story about the leader. And then before we know it, everybody's complaining about the culture that they created by not just giving that person feedback and talking amongst themselves. And they're the ones not empathetic,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: So let's go the other way though, just to be fair. I just wanted to take a, like a spin on it to help people think like part of, again, like when I talked about part of what we want to do here is like help people. Like, how can we think about this in a different way?
1: Well, there are some leaders that are so bad and so toxic that the only way to move on is to get out. Like. Agreed that could be the answer. Like it's so bad. You got to get out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But in or if you know that maybe that job is the right fit, but your boss is super challenging right now, like try to get what you need emotionally in a different bucket of your life. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe you need to start planning to have dinner with a girlfriend on Tuesday night or, you know, totally whatever Somewhere that's going to fill your yeah. tank where you are getting the compassion and support you need and not just going home every day, get bitter and angry and frustrated.
0: If this person is making your life like a living hell every day and is micromanaging you like crazy and, you know, when I see lack of empathy, that's different than like, That lack of empathy to me is different than verbally abusive to me. (laughs) You know? I
1: agree. Sometimes I get lack of empathy because I'm not being vulnerable about how hard I am. I'm showing up and putting on a face like, yeah, I'm great. But inside, I'm dying. So they didn't know I needed empathy. They had no idea.
0: Because we're not being vulnerable and saying, I need help. And we're expecting them to come. What do you need? Like a parent... (laughs) Who sees their kid in the being quiet, you know, after school or whatever, or a teacher. It's like, well, we're not like nobody here is here to read your mind. Like we have to speak up for ourselves and say what we need.
1: Yeah. Lack of empathy. It could be they don't know you needed it. So sometimes that's a good conversation.
0: Yeah, and I wonder like sometimes if we're like the way for if somebody's feeling like this, I would say to start by making like a clear request to them. Is like you said, like, I think something practical is if you're feeling like this, evaluating, is there an, can I is there an, like can I create an opening to where I can just ask them, say, I'm feeling this way. Is there any way I can get support on this? And if they just say no. Maybe the next thing is like, do you know anybody that can support me on this if you're not the person to because I do need because sometimes we we can't do everything alone. Sometimes we do need to partner with someone to get the job done, right, or to to get past an obstacle. And so yeah i just again this is like we don't have hardly we have hardly any context for the situation but i i just want to throw out a couple scenarios of like what people how people could potentially navigate this i will say though we are notoriously very hard on leaders and i think we just got to in general take leaders off a pedestal and focus more on our own personal choice and responsibility and stop expecting so much and at the same time expecting a lot if like expecting them like i think we need to have more expectation for them to be human you know um and i think we need to maybe have expectations on them being perfectly empathetic kind fully present all the time like that takes a lot of work and there aren't Like, who's a leader today, Kendall, that you like really look up to? Who would be the person where you're like, they are empathetic. I always feel like I could go to them for support. They make everyone around them better 100% of the time. Like, who comes to mind for you?
1: I have a really good boss right now. Okay. So him? I think he does a good job. He listens and tries to come up with a strategic help, a, a strategy to get somebody to help. He's a very problem, strategy, solution. He's a very process-driven person, which probably helps if there's a complaint. He's like, okay, I heard your complaint. What are we going to do about it? And it creates a team culture of like, it's not always him that has to solve everyone's problems. Sometimes he's like, oh, I can't help you with that, but why don't I connect you with so-and-so? Who can So he's trying to connect yeah, so he's not the one together. necessarily doing
0: everything, but he's listening. He
1: can, he's listening and trying to create a solution to someone's problem, or he's putting it back on us as the teammate. Hey, I hear you. I don't know if I can. Stop. There's been times I have cried in his office and he has straight up. So told me, Kindle, I, I know how frustrating this. And unfortunately, there is not one single thing I can do about it. And for me to change this structurally is going to take a year. And I I think that's like very kind, but like, I can't do anything about this problem. So he was very honest with me about problems he couldn't solve of mine. Yeah, no, totally.
0: I, I think like empathy is, you know, the definition is in the dictionary is to the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And I think that we put too much emphasis on sharing the feelings of another Cause I just think it's impossible to truly understand and know what someone's going through. I think if we do a really good job of trying to understand and listen, I think that's enough most of the time, right? Like I, some people are just gonna have different varying degrees. Some people are just not like, I'm not that emotional all the time, but I can like listen, you know, and be curious. But just because I think I used to, I feel like I was taught like, it may be that it's in the Bible if they weep, you weep, but I, I just don't really, I don't know. I think I can't, I don't always turn it on and feel like I need to with someone. Like I feel like if I can hold space and listen to them and really listen, it's not really helping them if I'm like deep in it with them and like you know, in a swirl, like sometimes somebody needs somebody to like, just listen to them in a hold and hold a steady space while they swirl a little bit to come up for, or, you know, drown until they can come up for air, like grabbing somebody, pulling them up, but it's just a thought, but that's probably more of a thought for another day. I think I've just shifted a little bit on how I think about empathy.
1: Like it's something you need to own in your own heart for yourself. Um, So you can give it to other people.
0: No. Yeah, maybe. But I don't. I feel like when we say empathy, it's like you have to be emotion and feel the emotion of another person. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think you need to be. Oh,
1: I see what you mean. There is no way a boss, if they are over a lot of people, they can't. It's too much for them to feel empathetic for everyone's freaking situation.
0: Yeah. They,
1: They probably couldn't be a good leader if they did that all day.
0: Yeah, I think instead of just... They kind of have...
1: A lot of times bosses, for them to be a boss, they kind of have to keep shelving their, like, people's emotions. They can't deal with everyone's feelings and emotions all the time. You know?
0: Yeah. And I would even say to them, like, just get in that person's shoes by, like, going to work on the floor or going to the front lines of what you're doing if you want to understand and be in touch with your people it's going to be more effective for you to put rhythms in your business or be disciplined enough to like live a day in the life or an hour in the life every once in a while and that's going to build empathy right it's sometimes it's more about like just these like actions that keep you connected to your team and what they're going through versus just like sitting there and like listening and trying to feel what they feel and understand it
1: sometimes you just got to like switch things up a little bit but also if your boss is that bad you should leave if it's so okay <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> let's wrap yeah wrap it up there like sometimes yeah i mean if it's so bad quit your job find a different one with a nicer boss i don't know
0: ag- agreed or like start working on an exit plan so that as you're like finding another job you're not feeling stuck right because some people are like that would be great but i provide for my family that's a dumb thing to do so i think it's like okay then like work out a plan well, and an exit plan yeah yeah so okay so, yeah, I thank you, Kendall, for being like letting me ask you, you know, what's going on at the beginning and just having that conversation. I feel like we just kind of leveled with everybody today and we're like, hey, you know, it's what we're at, where we're at.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um. what are your what are your plans for this weekend?
1: Um. Uh, kids birthday parties. Taking my children to their friends' birthday parties. <laughs> Sounds
0: very exciting. Okay, I have a song that I heard, and it's, like, kind of sad, but I really like it. So I guess I'm going to put it on the playlist, but, Kendall, I feel like you need to hear this song. Mm-hmm. The artist is Noah Gunnerson and he—I don't—I can't remember where he lives, but somebody had posted where they went to his concert— And he wrote a song. He's like a really beautiful songwriter. And he has an insane voice and just came out with a new record. And he has a song called Better Days. And it's beautiful. So I'll add that to our playlist this week.
1: Better Days. Okay. Yeah. Check him out.
0: Okay, well go get your kids. Thank you for another day. And everybody, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Yeah, We love to hear from you. So make sure that you um, subscribe, click that follow button, rate the podcast, tell us what you think, give us feedback, tell Kendall how great she is. Give us the encouragement we need. No, it's kidding. Um, If you feel, if you feel led, share, review our podcast. Um, But yeah, we hope you've enjoyed another insightful episode and that you found renewal and the inspiration you're looking for. We would love to hear your work stories and situations. So go ahead and go down now, scroll on the link, click on the type form and it'll pull up the survey and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.